What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the show. So, we got two interesting people on today. Like I told them before we got on the call, the tables have turned. <laughs> they had me on a podcast before. Now, these two people, they're a couple first and foremost, so a power couple, say that, say that to say the least. Uh, they're involved in investments, so they have an investment company called Park Hill Capital. They also have a podcast that's booming right now called Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. That's crazy. They definitely going to drop information on where to find that. And also, I'm kind of tempted right now to call them influencers. I'm kind of <laughs> tempted to call them influencers right now just because I've just been seeing the growth on their social media channels. So, and we want to get into get into that type of stuff too throughout, you know, throughout the show, but I'm not going to do too much explaining. I like to let other people explain exactly what they do, how old they are, and where people can find them. So, well, you guys, welcome to the show. Let everybody know who you are, what you do, how old you are. Give it, give a little bio what you got going on. So, you want to go? You go first. You go. All right. You sure? Yeah, you okay. go. <laughs> okay, so me, I'm uh, Xavier Miller. I'm 26 years old. I'm originally from Chicago. Uh, I'm a real estate investor, entrepreneur, businessman. Like I said, uh, the host of the Million That Mindsets podcast. Uh what else? It's so, it's so much. Just, just an entrepreneur, I'm going to say like that. Uh, Deanna, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to, you know, the land. Uh, I moved to Cali about, what, five years ago. I've been out here ever since after I joined the military. But right now I'm a real estate agent, a notary public, a real estate investor, uh, owner of Park Hill Capital. Co-host of Millionaire Mindset, pretty much just a serial entrepreneur, just out here doing what I gotta do. You gotta say your age. And I'm 23. When it comes to uh Park Hill Capital, now did you all start that first? Was that the first thing you all started as far as like the the investments and everything like that? Yeah, we was all we was like already investing into like the stock market and stuff like that. But then that was like the first company that we started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Park Hill Capital. Park Hill Capital, like for us, is like the 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 main hub. So everything falls under, everything ventures off of Park Hill Capital. But for us, that was like the start. That's like you know just the main hub of where everything began. Mm -hmm. at. So did you all start with real estate first, or did you start like I know you all do like crypto and other yeah, stuff like yeah, we started with crypto and stocks first. Like that was the first thing we started. And then, like, real estate was always the thing we wanted to get into, but we actually, we, like, we didn't know the ins and outs, the how. And then we just got tired of waiting, and then we just started. Mm. Yeah. So let's let's touch on the stock, the stock, the stock thing a little bit. Yeah. Now, first and foremost, how did you all acquire the knowledge to even get into stocks? Like, first, <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> point at me. So, so it's 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 kind of strange, man. People always ask this question, and I always just tell them, like, I mean, we in the we in the information age, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you really want to know something, all you gotta do is get your Google and YouTube on, and you will learn. You can pretty much learn whatever. So that's what it was for me. Like, so I was in the military and I deployed. Uh, I deployed overseas, and anybody that's been in the military deploy for they know you, you really got a lot of time on your hands when you outside work and stuff you ain't really doing shit so it was just like all right i'm just researching and reading and just researching stuff 
And I'm like, I always wanted to do it. Like I said, something I always wanted to do since I was in sixth grade, but I didn't know how. Nobody like in my neighborhood knew how either. So when I got older, it's like, I'm going to just figure this shit out. So I figured it out, saved us some bread, and I just started doing it. Opened up a trade, opened up a brokerage account with TD Ameritrade, and just started buying shit. Like the first stock I bought was, uh, it might have been Nike. Yeah, because he was teaching me. So the first the first one we got for me was like a Nike stock. Yeah, it was like a Nike stock or something like that. And then after that, I just started buying like Amazon. And then Amazon is where like that was like the best the best one I did for real. But so you want so you, you started out with the big with the large like the the, the companies everybody know. You started yeah. out with the companies everybody know, right? Yeah. Cause I was like, it was my first time in it, so I'm like, I'm not gonna be like super risky investing into like some companies that ain't nobody heard of. I'm like, I'm these companies: Facebook, Amazon, Nike, Starbucks. Starbucks. Starbucks was actually the first stock I bought. It was Starbucks. I know, I'm like, I know companies like these. They're not really going nowhere. So, and where did you, where did you say you started out? Like, what was the company that you just named again? Cause I'm, I'm gonna link it below in the video, just so people can know, have like a little reference of where they can. Where they can start investing oh, at. Okay. Oh, uh, TD Ameritrade. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so we, we typically tell people like, if you want to get started, start off with Stash. It's a um, real easy platform to use mm -hmm. to learn how to invest because they have like tutorials, videos, all the stuff to teach you how to invest in yeah, stocks. Stash is probably the easiest. Stash, Robinhood, those are super. It's super simple. Like mm -hmm. it's breaking down. I think like a first grader could use Stash for real. And if you ain't ready to like put a lot of money in, you could start with like small amounts. Like when I uh, first made my stash account, I think I was doing like probably ten dollars a week or something like that. And then I just left it alone. I increased it to like probably fifteen, twenty-five dollars. But over a year, I looked and it was a couple thousand dollars in it just from automatically taking out, you know, a couple dollars each week and just investing it into stocks for me. Um. So, okay, so. People invest in stocks to get some large returns, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, average person, they going they we can you, we can invest little money, you know what I'm saying, and, and get little to no return, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, as far as what you've all invested in so far, what what have the returns been like? And and do people really need like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars or something like that to really invest in the stock market and get some type and get and get a real return. You know what I'm saying? Like something that's worth your while. You know what I mean? Right. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's like a big like a lot of stock people don't tell you. Like the stock game, especially if you play a long term, is really for people with bread. Like if you ain't got like a crazy amount of bread for real, this and this is just me being real, you probably shouldn't play that that long term buy a whole game. Like even when we first bought our initial stock, I probably shouldn't have been playing that game because I ain't have crazy bread like that. Even though I, we did good and we uh like we we uh looking for our, our stock portfolio like uh, a couple months ago, but we did good. But just like knowing now, that game is really for people that's like like up got some bread because the game with stocks it's not it's just about the quality of stock you own, it's the quantity. So you gotta have a a bunch of you know what i'm saying a bunch of shares of a company to really see like a, a decent return you know what i mean you just like you you can't just like buy one share or like even five shares of like nike or something and expect you to make some real money it's really not going to be worthwhile so what i tell people is is to always learn like uh trade the options and stuff and that's pretty much that's like dealing with the stock market but it's pretty much like uh 
I don't want to say like gambling. It's not like gambling or betting anything. It's pretty much saying like you, you yeah, you predicting a price point for a stock. You can make money much faster that way. Like that's what that's what I tell everybody that want to get into the stock market, but they don't want they don't have the money to like wait and just be waiting a year. You know what I'm saying? To buying a share for fifty dollars, like you ain't really gonna make no money like that. Right. That game really for people that got like a hundred bands. Some people say. You shouldn't even play that game till you at least got sixty racks liquid. So that's right. why I like to so do to, to uh, trade options and stuff because you could get money way faster and it's like it's quicker. You know what I'm saying? You could you could you could you could do it for like a month. You could make an option for a month, or you could do it like three months. You know, still like that. So we definitely advise that way. And I'm not even an expert on that. I just know that because that's from people that I talk to that's into that game heavy, and they still right. teach me. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense because that's that's just one thing that people normally just don't they yeah. don't really like talk about. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and it's wow. saying like you should get in, you should get into the stock market. You should get into the stock market. And you you put up fucking twenty five dollars or some bullshit like that. But you happy though because you you yeah. have ownership in the company. You're like oh I'm a Nike owner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but it's like. But it's like what, like what are you? You know what I mean. So that's that's why I had to really ask all that to really like clarify. You know what what you should what you should what you should and what you shouldn't be doing in the, in the expected you know return return on whatever you know whatever you decide to do. You know what I mean. So it really uh, it it really like all depends on your goals too though. Like if you got a goal where you like cool and invest in long term, if you like. I'm just thinking 10 years from now, I don't need no money. Like, I mean, not I don't need no money, but I ain't in a rush to get this bread. You know, it might be it, this, it might be a good strategy for you. But most of us, if you start from the bottom, you're not trying to wait 10 to 15 years. You're trying to, like, you know what I'm saying, build your money up now. So then you can play that game of investing really, really long term type. And one thing I always uh, do recommend to, you know, people around our age, they start having kids and stuff. One thing we did was we made um, investment accounts for our kids. We don't even got kids yet, but just for, you know, future kids, but we made investment accounts. And those, they, you know, ain't probably going to have access till they turn 18, 21 or something like that. So that's cool to throw money in there. Constantly and letting that grow over that time. Cause you ain't, time. Right, because you ain't trying to, you ain't thinking about taking that money out no time or something anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I, I had a couple of people on on the show that said something similar to that too about them setting up setting up uh, investments accounts for their you know their future children. So I'm definitely happy y'all touched on that. So mm-hmm. now that y'all touched into the went into the stock market, y'all got that look, y'all got that thing going now. How did how did the entire thing work out with real estate? How did it start? Yeah, how did how did how did get this? Give us a, a, a summary of uh, of how you all built the portfolio that you had now. Like I said, uh, I was I was the I was in the military. I was deployed. I saved up a bunch of money, pretty much, and it was something that just like stocks is something that we wanted to get into. So then it was just like same thing. We t- we don't want to wait and just be waiting and waiting. Like okay, we gonna wait till this to do. You know, we just like oh, let's just do. It. Let's just find something. Worst case scenario, we learn. Best case scenario, we learn, and that everything's going well. So pretty much, Deanna, she found the, the the first property. She found it, and you can you can just pretty much tell story. <laughs> so like, I I had a lot of time on my hands, so I began doing my research and trying to see just like well, you know, 
wood I could find. And I knew California was too expensive for us to invest here. So I started looking in Detroit and like Cleveland, like back home. So like, you know, if I could find a property out here, we could put some money into. And I ended up connecting with a real estate agent in Detroit. And I told her what, you know, what I was looking for. And I had a house in mind, but that one kind of fell through. But she brought me another deal and she was like, look, like this house, 16000 it's already got a tenant in there paying rent every month and let's put an offer in on this one. So we kind of weighed the risk and I'm like, it's only $16,000. Like, that's, that's exactly what I was just about to say. That's yep. exactly what I was about to say. So let's just stop right there. Let's stop right there. <laughs> now, I was literally just talking to, talking to somebody. And I, I actually talked to Xavier about about uh, investing investing in some property too, because me, I'm not I'm not like an I'm not like an investor like guy. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not like a stock guy. I'm not like a like a real estate person. So I'm learning a lot of stuff myself, just like the people who are watching this who are watching this show right now. So me initially, I thought that you just needed you needed some real paper to like. That's to like what everybody invest. To like invest in some property. Until wow. I got on Twitter, which is a whole nother conversation. Until I got on Twitter and it's just started, I just started getting a bunch of real estate people just following me. So I'm like, you know, let me just follow these people back. So I just started watching everything that they were saying. And then I start running a bunch of stuff like wholesaling. I started running a bunch of stuff like people saying that you get it's different types of loans where you can like buy yeah. a property for cheap and stay in the property and you know get it. it was a bunch of crazy bunch of crazy 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 stuff going on so let's just make up a scenario let's make up a scenario right now so say i got say i got 10 bands right now right say i got 10 bands now i just i graduated maybe i just graduated high school and my parents gave me a graduation present for those people who have parents like that or maybe I've been, maybe I'm in school, or I've been saving up my refund checks, or I just been working and just stacking. I got, I got ten bands in my, in my account right now, right? Mhm. What could you do with that? It, 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 <laughs> that's I a, I, I, it's a, it's a, it's a numerous things you could do, but I'm gonna just say, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you go into it. I'm gonna just say one, I'm gonna say one thing. Like it depends on the market, obviously. Like where you. Where you looking to buy? You know what I'm saying? Like if you're trying to buy in California, and you got ten bands. Unless your credit is like immaculate, you really ain't gonna be able to do nothing. But if you go into markets like a Cleveland, like a Detroit, like a Baltimore, maybe even like Memphis, if you got ten thousand, you can make some shape. Now, all another power in this though is like partnerships. That's why we be telling people partnerships all the time. Like our last property, right? This is this for example. This is this is something that somebody that got 10, 10 bands that they definitely could have benefited from. Like this last property is uh we bought it was seventeen thousand dollars, right? And somebody he partnered up with us. He put up a little over eight. We put up a little over eight. Now the rent is like eight hundred and fifty dollars a month. So we splitting. Do the math. We splitting both twenty five. So if you got ten bands. You could have did that. You could have put up your eight, still had two left over, start getting your rent for, you know what I'm saying? You're going to make your money back. You know what I'm saying? So that's just one example, but I know the other ones to get into it. <laughs> and that's, of course, the group economics. Another one I would do, 10000 I would house hack. 
I will right. look for a house that's a duplex or multifamily. So yep. two units, three, four, whatever I can find. And that 10000 can be used as a down payment to get you the house. So the bank is going to look at it as a residential home instead of an investment property because you're going to live in it. Especially if I was about to go to college or something like that. If I could find a house in a college town, I would buy a house, put the down payment down, live in one of the bedrooms or units, and rent the rest out to people. And if you use an FHA loan, you ain't going to use that 10 bad. Yeah, most likely. Like, depending on the price of the house, <laughs> right. you, you won't use the whole, the whole amount. If the house is $200,000 for the FHA loan, you got 10 bands, you only going to put up, what, like 2000 2000 2000 3000 <laughs> <laughs> But wait, you telling me, you telling me right now, you can buy a house, a prop like an actual like profitable. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. With not even the entire ten thousand dollars. No, no, you definitely you don't have to use the entire ten thousand, bro. You only you wouldn't even if you depending on what type of loan and your credit situation. If like you use an FHA loan, you won't even have to put up five, bro. Depending on the cost of it. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Yo, if your credit, but like this one, especially if you got good credit, bro, you won't even have to put that ten up, bro. If you got good credit, <laughs> you go, yeah, like if you use the FA, like the the thing with FHA loan is you have to, like you would have to obviously you'll be standing in one unit, renting the other unit out, but you'll be living rent free. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you got the property, and you ain't putting up all your money. It's like. And if you get more than two units, you could be cash flowing. Because then right. one of them paying the mortgage, and then the other that's one awesome. just bringing yeah. in new income. And even that's so that's two strategies. And my last one is if you got 10 bands, auctions. So, right. especially with Detroit and like, you know, those lower um, income cities, you could find a lot of houses on auction for probably a stack, two stacks, less than that. You know, get a house. Um, see if you could uh, get a loan for repairs or something, or if you could get it off auction and then put it back on the market and sell it at a higher price. That's a different strategy to use, but that's probably a little more advanced for the new investors. But those three ways is how you can make something happen with ten thousand. Right. So, so let me let me <laughs> let me let me cut y'all up real quick. Okay, so wait, all right. So, where can you actually like find? The information, like the resources to, to do this, like where, like okay, I got the money, I got the strategy, but like, like where do I go? Like where do I find the property? Like where do I go to? You know what I'm saying? Like what's what's the steps after you actually have your strategy that you pick with the ten thousand? You understand what I'm saying? Like what you mean? <laughs> like I don't I don't know necessarily. Like do you have to like. Go to a, a I don't know, like a real estate farm or something oh, like no, that. No, 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 I don't know. You know what no, I'm saying? Like, no, no, this is this is what you would do. So you would just if you if you in that situation, you trying to do that. First, you would do is you would find a property, so whatever you interested in, and then after that, is there like websites for that? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You could use like Zillow. You could use Realtor, uh, Realtor.com. Uh, what's the what's up? True, Trulio. Trulia. Uh. What's it's more? a red fan. Red fan. It's, it's, it's like multiple, like just platforms, simple platforms that you could just be searching. And a tip, if you if you connect with a real estate agent, they can give you MLS. Exactly. Access. They give you MLS. And it's easy to find a real estate agent. They yeah. everywhere. 
So they'll, um, you tell them your criteria and they should set you up with like mm -hmm. a client portal or something that automatically sends you houses that match your search that's on the MLX. Okay. Yeah. So now when it comes to the loan, the loan portion, like what, what's the process on that? So actually the first step I recommend is getting getting pre-approved pre right. first and foremost because then when you start looking for a house you know what bar park of the purchase price you need to be in so getting getting pre-approved pre is the first step you can either start with your bank a credit union or just like a local mortgage lender and go to one of those three people and then they'll have to fill out the application they're going to run your credit and you know go through their own little process but that should get you pre-approved and once you're pre-approved Pre-approved, then you look for a real start Okay, okay, okay. So we have this, we have that little situation. Now let's squeeze it a little more. Let's squeeze it. Say you have three to four thousand or two thousand dollars. <laughs> no, no, let's squeeze it even more. You got a thousand dollars. I'm gonna just say this: if you got a thousand dollars. Me personally, and we and we advise people when they talk to us. If you got a thousand dollars, we would just say wait until you mm -hmm. until you stack up some more change for real. Yep. Because you don't want to invest in a property and only have a thousand dollars because it's always unexpected things, unexpected things that can pop up after you acquire the property. And if you ain't ready for it, you ain't got no money. All you got is a thousand. It's like you'll be like, damn, I should have waited anyway. Um, you got a thousand dollars. And you're trying to get in the real estate game, like I recommend just jumping into wholesaling, wholesaling right. investing that money in your marketing and stuff like that to become a wholesaler. Mm -hmm. And to you build your capital. to build your capital to get into buying rental mm -hmm. property. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't advise somebody that, that got a thousand dollars to buy investment property. Yeah, because you're most likely going to get a house that's like completely destroyed. It's destroyed. And then you're going to need some money to fix it up anyway. So that's yeah. like a waste of your money. Exactly. Okay. So you said wholesaling. Now, from what I got out of wholesaling, right? Mm -hmm. So for those people watching, if you got a thousand dollars, don't even don't even waste your damn time. <laughs> but if you got ten thousand, this might be some Somebody might find a crazy situation. <laughs> the average person doesn't want to do. So that's look, that's what I got out of that. Just don't yeah. even waste your time. Don't even think about it. Yeah, but you said something about wholesaling, though. So I've been seeing a lot of stuff about wholesaling and people getting some stupid, like some stupid checks, like off of, off of wholesaling, like 10, 20. I even seen this one check, it was like $35,000, uh, uh, $35,000 $35, spread. So I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? So I started like looking, I started looking into it and whatever. So what I got out of, what I got out of it was you're pretty much just finding deals Finding good properties that'll be good investments for investors, and just going going and talking with whoever is selling that property, and getting an agreement saying like, "Hey, I can find you a buyer," and then you just find a buyer and then take a commission out of out of it, right? That's that's pretty much the entire ordeal, right? Or or am I missing a couple? Or am I missing something there? Just a little quick. So you you mentioned tell you don't tell the seller you're yeah, you don't you don't you don't you tell do it. not do that. Uh -huh. Cause that's an automatic turn off because they're gonna see that you're trying to make money off them and why should i use you when i could just probably mm -hmm. find them myself so as a wholesaler that's like number one rule you don't tell them you just tell them that you're going to purchase the house you put yeah. it under contract 
but then you go find another investor and then mm-hmm. assign your contract over to them. Mm-hmm. But okay. don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, I, I I like I like how you all how you all clarify clarify yeah. that right there. But pretty much, like, you just stay in the middleman because yeah. um because of course you got real estate agents, but the real estate agents I'm on, but it's like you got a lot of fees when it comes to using a realtor. And if you got like a kind of a de- distressed property and all that, you're just trying to um, get rid of or something like that, you know, then you use a, a wholesaler can come in and take on that deal and just find an investor. Mm-hmm. So pretty much for the people with for the people with only a thousand dollars, wholesaling is the, is the way to go. Yeah, now, wholesaling, wholesaling, you don't even really need to like look too much in depth to find information on wholesaling. Like, it's so many resources out there, it's ridiculous. Like, I ran into something that was like called Bigger Pocket or something like that, yeah. and it's just laying shit out. And I'm like, damn, like, they just laid, and it was like a bunch of different YouTube channels and stuff like that. So, I don't even want to get into like where, where can you find wholesaling? Like, I don't even want to get into that. And it's a bunch but, of good courses for like five hundred dollars so if you got a thousand pay that five you got five hundred left start doing the shit all you need is at that point like gas money to, to yeah, drive right. around gas money, yeah. you know, right bandit like signs you will be good so i would definitely go that route if i only had a thousand dollars facts facts see I, I like i like creating scenarios just so people can envision themselves and what you know whatever whatever it is we're talking about you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. So I like that. Now, okay, so you all got the investment thing going. You move you moving with that. You got the you got the properties and whatever. Now you moving over into podcasts. Now this is this is the fun, this is the fun part for me because everybody knows I love marketing mm-hmm. and I love branding and, and that entire ordeal. So number one, break down what was the history behind starting the podcast and why you started it. So, uh, yeah, so we were, it was kind of like in the talk, like in the, we talk about it every now and then, and we was just, we never did it, but like the conversations that we have on the podcast, those are just our normal, normal everyday conversations. So, and when we started the podcast, it was last year around Christmas and we, it was like some situations happening. It was like some, like, if you hear the first episode, it was like situations happening where people was like reaching out for money and stuff. And like I said, these are normal <laughs> Wait, you said people was people was what? They was like they was like reaching out for money, like like Hey, I can't even lie. I I mean, every week, every week, I get at least two random cash apps requests every week. I had to like change my my cash app name because it was the same name as my social media name, so people can just type in and it will pop up, and it was. It'd be all type of crazy, crazy. requests, but yeah, I, I had a little experience with that. But go ahead, I just had to let it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much like people was like DM and ask for money. Like I said, like the business conversation, those are already conversations we was having. So this day, whenever we was talking, we was just like, let's just record it. And this was we we got and just start recording the conversation, and we just put it out. So that was the first episode, and then after that, we just like continuously. Continuously put uh, episodes out. So, with 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 the podcast, right now, you all have over fifty episodes, right? You have yeah, we, we have 50, 52. Yeah, yeah, fifty two. Okay. Now, with those fifty two episodes, what have you been using to, like to make the, 
Anchor. Anchor? Yep. I heard I heard of Anchor. Anchor app? Yeah, yeah, I heard of that. Yeah, we just been using Anchor, bro. It's like 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 people when people ask me about the podcast, I just keep it simple, bro. Like it ain't no complex shit we doing. We just use Anchor and we just record it, record it like that. But yeah, <laughs> like over time, obviously we're gonna get we gonna like do uh bigger, bigger like shit with it and make it more like better than what it is. But yeah, we started off, bro. Simple, just use an anchor, bro. We're talking, recording. <laughs> now it's a it's a reason I'm asking this question right now. Yep. So, okay, so you started with anchor. How much anchor cost? You pay a subscription or something? Nothing. Zero. Right. Yep. So you've been putting out. How how often do you put out content? So it depends. Like uh, we'll put it. Uh, I'll say this once or twice a week. Sometimes it's once a week. Sometimes it's twice a week. Okay. Now. You you put together this free thing, right? This free thing that you put out consistently over, yeah. over time, right? How much value has that has that podcast brought you? That free like, thing that you just put out every week. How much value? How much equity has that put into your brand? Like how much brand equity have you gained oh. out of out of having that free thing that you just recording over a free app every single week? That's a great question, man. And it's hard to kind of like really quantify that for real. But just like even myself, I'll be guessing myself for real. But off my guess, I would say like as far as the return, the return on that is probably been already goddamn three hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the return has been it's been crazy just from, just from that. And that's like we always speak on that when you do things the right way with high quality, like it, the the return is gonna be payback tenfold. Yeah, just from like a branding standpoint, a networking standpoint, investing like the podcast is just been like amazing. But pretty much what it's done for us, just from creating this platform and getting these different people on it. Mm-hmm. Getting different people on it, talking about different things, and just yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. So so like, what opportunities have came your way from the podcast? Like, I'm trying to think. Opportunities like what? I would say honestly. And we mean like just anything, anything. Just name the fruits that have came out of just putting this free thing out every single week. Man, let me think, because I feel like at this point it's like, okay, so the best. I think the me personally, the the, the best fruit that come out of this is people. Is is it might sound weird? Is being able to leverage, like leverage this until like okay it's like say some somebody want to reach out to us and they see they, they listen to our podcast consistently and they're like man i want to do so and so i want to learn this i want to learn that right so it's like okay well let's link up like they'll they'll provide a service for us but in return we're teaching them something from you know if, if that makes sense it's like a it's like a an even trade that's and that's a reward of the podcast because they hear that and they're like damn i want to be around those that i want to be around them you know what i mean so it's like damn so now we get to leverage that if that makes sense that might sound doesn't make sound weird but it, it, it makes perfect sense yeah perfect sense. so yeah yeah so it's like we it's 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 crazy it's hard it's, it's like i said it's really hard to quantify but it's like you can put it, put it into this check what about this how has it affected your social media following? Oh yeah, like yeah, it's like ten, tenfold. Like uh, yeah, like uh, when we started the podcast, when we started the podcast on Twitter, I probably had man, 
on Twitter, I, I probably had 500 followers. If I don't even know if I had that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have five, and I'm, uh, and I'm like almost at ten now, and that was less than a year ago, ten thousand. And it's the like two hundred followers on Instagram, two or three hundred. Like I wasn't even on social media. Yeah, like it's crazy now because like especially like with like we have a consultant service, so like with that, a bunch of like the podcast funnels a lot of people to our personal brands, and then right. when we start promoting our businesses, that funnels a lot of people to the services. So when I talk to them, they're like. Yeah, I found y'all on the podcast. I love what y'all doing. XYZ, yeah. or I referred these people, these people to um, you know, book this and this and that. So it's crazy. Like it's just really like a funnel. It just funnels, yeah. you know, people to our different services. Yep. It's like it's like it's like a media. It's, it's like your own like it's like your own news. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like having your own like news station for real. Like I put out the information I want to put out. You know, I'm, you know, I'm gonna take a clip out of this and use this as uh, advertising, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this, this is why, and this, this is why. <clears throat> so, people ask me all the time, like, people ask me all the time, like, what's, what's the, what's the best ways to build your social media, your social media account? What's the best ways to build your social media account, or what's the best way to build brand equity? Like, brand equity is major because somebody. It's a lot of people that don't know what exactly I do, but they just fuck with me just because I have brand equity. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just trust my brand so much that they don't even care to look at shit that I've done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you go up to, to somebody and be like, hey, they, they'd be like, hey, uh, I do haircuts. I, I cut people hair. You'd be like, well, let me see some of the cuts you did. When you have brand equity, you'd be like, I, I, I do haircuts. They'd be like, all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like it's it's literally it's like it's like a whole different. It just gives you a whole different type of like power, like power. That's the only way I can really explain it. And when I be telling people, I'm like, look, it's only three ways to really build your social media. Number one is entertain people. So that's either being funny, doing stupid shit, making people feel like they have an escape from whatever bullshit is going on in their life. You entertain them. Number two is informing them on something. You inform, you inform, you inform on some, inform them on something. So that's either like doing a podcast, like how you, like how you all do. <clears throat> oh shit, <Whew. laughs> doing a podcast like how you all do, or maybe you have like an online course, like people who talk about credit, <clears throat> people who talk about credit or stuff like that, and. When you and I'm just gonna stop at those two, but when you combine those two things, you actually entertaining people. Like on y'all show, y'all talk a lot about y'all talk a lot about money, but then on y'all social media, on y'all social media accounts, y'all still fooling around talking about you know other stuff. You know what I mean? So you like combining that entertainment portion with the informative, informative portion is literally making your social media account explode. You know what I'm saying? People are literally coming to y'all for a specific a specific thing. You know what I'm saying? A specific free free thing that you're just putting out every single week you know what i'm saying and it's definitely i i don't think it's probably easy to continuously you know do that you know what i mean and i want to get i want to get into that too but it's just all about finding some type of content to really like provide you know some type of value and it's really not even that it's really not even that complex people try to make it super super complex and you all just you all have 500 followers you found a way to provide value found a reason for why people can come to your page and now your shit is exploding <laughs> so it's like it's it's like a it's like a re, like a, a formative that you can literally just keep repeating and anybody can really can really do it you know what i'm saying so like 
you know, I'm happy that y'all said that. Now, I want to move into getting guests. Now, how, what's your process on getting guests and what's some difficult things that you ran into trying to get guests? Uh, so the process, the process is very simple. Like, it's just, I just reach out to people or people reach out to me. And a lot of people that, that, I, that I had on is like, we kind of, we were, we was probably already politicking on social media or something like that. We talked before, but it was like, we was already kind of fucking with each other. So it was like, when I asked for them to come on, it's already like, oh yeah, I got you. Or, or when they just hit me up and say, I want to come on. Cause at this point now, to be honest, and this is not to sound arrogant or anything at this point, is we don't really go looking for guests that much no more. We don't really have to because it's people that's like reaching out like, hey, I think this person would be a good guest. Hey, I would like to be on your podcast. And it's like, all right. When we started, it was like it was like some people that was like uh, that was like curving us. And I always tell, I always say like uh, every like everybody that's like pretty much curved us, they came back around. And I didn't take it personal because I understood what it was. I understood I had to become a person of, it had to become a brand of value to be associated with the brand. Why would they just, you know what I'm saying? Like, why would they just come on anybody's podcast that probably ain't got no following or nothing like that? So I understood that I never took it personal when they when they did pretty much curve me. But so it is what it is. But yeah, it's a, it's very, it's a, it's a very simple process, man. Just just reach out to people. I mean, social media, you know, everybody got access to DMs or something like that. Are you like doing it more so over Twitter or Instagram? Both. Yeah, both. It was like, yeah, it's probably like a good, a good blend, yes. a good balance of both, like using Instagram and Twitter. What have you seen the most results on Twitter, IG? Uh, Twitter. I'd probably say Twitter, but it probably wouldn't be like that much of a yeah, I'll probably say I'll probably say Twitter like sixty forty Twitter. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you all said that because I'm definitely gonna use that use that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you know, Twitter already engaged. You know, what I'm saying people get DMs on Instagram, it's like, oh man, what what this person want type shit. But Twitter, just like, you know, especially if it's somebody that you probably be engaging with, they probably, they gonna be more prone to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Like That's right. Kind of taking advantage of other people's brands too, because it's like when we didn't have any brand, us taking advantage of our guest brands helped us a lot with building up quicker because we just leveraged their audience. And now we built ourselves up. So now we don't have to really depend so much on our guests' audience. We already have our own following to back it up. Mm -hmm. That makes that makes perfect sense. So I was excited to ask y'all about doing like doing a podcast and things like that because people just think that either everybody is doing it so it's like no point of really doing it because everybody is doing it like the market is saturated whatever people say some bullshit people say so that's that and then secondly is just finding finding guests like even me when i reach out to people doing this thing here i'm just literally just dming people over uh over social media just literally just DMing people dming people over social media or maybe sending an email to here and there, depending on how big they are. So like this, and it's and it's literally that simple. And I just wanted to ask all that to really just back up what the things that I say about how easy it is to really start doing this type of content, and then the type of results that you will see from actually from actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? 
that's why I was I was super I'm super like super super excited to like just 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 because y'all said that's why I said I'm gonna use this shit as an advertisement just be, just to let people know like it's really it's really not it's really not that difficult. Yeah, but the thing is though, it's just gotta uh, like I tell people. It gotta just be good, like you know what I'm saying. You can't like a lot of people. I see a lot of people they be starting podcasts, and I like I'm, I'm a type of person, like I pay attention to like everything, like as far as when it comes to like the way people do their brands and marketing. I'm really like I'm like I pay attention to every like it don't even gotta be a field that I'm in. I just pay attention to the to the way people do shit, and it's like. I'm so I'm so I could easily identify some bullshit like, <laughs> like nah this ain't it I could I could say I could be like yeah they should do this they should do this better and then it'll be it'll be much better like I I, I just like I think that's what really kind of benefited us because I was paying attention for to shit so long like I was really like a student or just like I don't want to say entertainment but just like the 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 content the content wave. I was just a, like a like a student of it, paying attention to like what's good, what people react to, what's not, and then that that kind of helped us a lot. But that that, that I just want to say that just for people that that might be thinking of starting one, you got to make sure that shit good. Because like you said, it's a, it is a lot of people in the in the podcast game. If your shit ain't good, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna it, it ain't gonna stand up for real. Then you ain't gonna want to do it like that much because we ain't get no no reaction, no traction. Then you gonna be like, man, fuck. You gotta be, cause you gotta be consistent with this shit. You can't be like, cause this is a lot, a lot, a lot a other. I mean, a lot of other people do. They release a podcast, they will go two months without releasing another episode. It's like, yo, this shit ain't gonna pop, bro. Like, you gotta be, especially, especially when you start. You gotta be like, literally, blood, 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 blood in the streets. You got like, I got a whole philosophy on this. Shit. I ain't even gonna go deep on it, but I like, I like, I say, I be, I be paying attention to like. Use this different shit, and I'm like, okay. Then I had to, I had to do trial and error myself till I figured shit out. Like, okay, I know about the trick. And we talked about it before when I when I had you on. I was talking about entrepreneurship and treating yourself like as you an artist or something. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, same same shit for real. Facts, facts, facts. So when I talk about this podcast shit, or not even just podcast, any type of content in general. Like you see it here, I'm doing it. You're gonna see the results, results from this. He's doing it. You see, you gonna you see the results that's happening with him. So, look, this shit works. Just use it, just do it, okay? And, and you and you will see for yourself. So that's that. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that we touched on that. Now, before uh, before we really like wrap things up, I I want I have a couple of okay just interesting uh questions I want to ask y'all. So number one. To both y'all, what's something that you're not good at? What's something? That, what's something that you you you're not good at that you struggle with? When it comes to uh, when it comes I'll, to okay, okay, yeah, okay, uh, uh, okay. I would say me, I'm a real good marketer, but I'm not a good salesman. Like I just don't feel right being a salesman. But I can I know how to market some shit. I know how to make some shit look like I wanna buy that. Mm-hmm. Gotta say, buy this from like I, I always feel weird when I'm doing like salesy shit. It just don't feel like it don't feel like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what about you? I would say 
innocence is social media, like putting myself out there. Like I'm a real private person. I could be real reserved. I like to just like if like we're gonna talk, like I like to kind of build it up or talk to you in person. I'm not like a big oh let me be on social media kind of you know like engage and all. So that that's probably my flaw. I need to um I'm not that good at like just being consistent with social media. And you know, just like growing your brand and being an entrepreneur and growing your like platform that's important. You really gotta um, focus on that and make time for it. I really just like the structures and systems of actually just running my business. If I could do without social media, I probably would, but that's that's my little flaw. Now the next question is you all have a lot of followers, right? And you all interact with a lot of people, uh, with a lot of people over social media. What's who's one person? If you could partner with in the business, who would you partner with in your following? In my following that follows me, that follows you, or you follow them. Who who would you partner with? If you could start, a, if you could start another company, who who would that be? You got somebody in mind? I would say I don't know her her Twitter handle, but Kay. She's a um, real estate investor and property developer. Oh. And you I just find their names. I think it's melanated millionaire or something like oh that. Yeah. Is it millionaire? It's, I think it's or something melanated like millen- millennial or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, we had her on the podcast. I think she like episode seventeen or something. But she's a property developer, an investor, and she like she killing it on the construction side. And like, if you just like watch her social media and see what she be doing, like building stuff from the ground up. Like, I just love it. So that's kind of like my goal to get to that point with um, property development. Like, that's in my future. But that's one person. If I could, like, start a business with or partner with, it would probably be her. I feel like she got a lot of game. No, she do. She, she got a whole lot of game. And, yeah, me, um, like, that's, that's a very good question. That's kind of weird. <laughs> and I think, like, it's weird because it's like, uh, I think people that I would like to do business with or partner up with on things, kind of people that we already like in the works of partnering up with on, like people like uh, Brandon and like Josh. We did the school thing with me and Brandon. We, oh yes, he helped the, the foundation. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Brandon doing. We he helped me with this real estate deal. So it's like I'm kind of already doing business with him, like in a way, kind of. <laughs> if that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. They are connected. <laughs> Makes sense. That makes sense. So, interesting question. Now, what's what's your what's your plans for the next two years? And that's what and that's what we gonna and that's what we gonna end. I, I like what's, I like what's your goals for the next two years? So the next the, between the next two years, I wanna have at least I wanna own at least at least about twenty five properties. I wanna grow our uh, podcast because right now we we like in the top. Last time I checked, we was like the top, we was like 105 business podcasts in the country. Like rank, rank 105. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to go, I want to, two years from now, I want to be in the top, top 15 at the least. And have, a, have, have 25 properties and just continue, like, basically, I would say this, just continue, continue what we're doing right now. Just on a bigger scale, like every couple of years, I want to do what we're doing now on a bigger scale. Even might be branded off to a, a, a couple of different things, but just doing everything right now, pretty much magnified. 
I see it. I see it, man. I believe I believe in everything y'all got going on, man. That's why anytime y'all hit me up, I'll be on it every single time, man. Like, whatever y'all need, man, just, you know, always reach out. But I gotta, definitely got a lot of faith in everything y'all do, man. Y'all keep, y'all literally killing it right now. I can't scroll through my damn TL without seeing either you, either you, either you saying some shit or, or Deanna saying some inspirational shit. So, <laughs> so you know, man, I definitely... Definitely appreciate having you all on. So one more time before we get off, let people know where they can find y'all, you know, on social media and where they can find your podcast too. And then that's where we end. So you can, on Instagram and Twitter, you can find me at Xavier C. Miller. Uh, it's X-A-B-I-E-R C. Miller. And uh, the podcast, the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast, you can find that on every platform, you know, Apple, Spotify, just type in Millionaire Mindsets, it'll pop up. And if you're interested in getting a uh, real estate consultant you interested in purchasing your first real estate, uh, rental property you can do that through uh, going to uh, parkhillconsultantservices.com or you can just hit us up on social media directly ask like and then we could if you're looking for the link and we can send you the link if you're interested in finding a real estate pro uh, investment property and uh you can find me on twitter at deanna s kent and instagram is deanna kent and a podcast also has social media pages as well i believe it's mm podcast if you want to follow the podcast platform all right so there y'all have it man so i appreciate having y'all on and thank appreciate you all for watching. Oh.